Hello, everyone. Welcome to Ninja Talks. We are going to talk about exciting stuff, highlight experiences, learning, and tips that help experts become better. I'm your co-host, Ria. And I'm your co-host, Sneen. Welcome back to another exciting episode of Ninja Talks. We are having a techie from the heart of the Silicon Valley, a public speaker and a solo traveler, Ms. Ria Dashoria. Hello, Ria. Welcome to our show. We are super excited to have you with us. Hi, everyone. I'm super excited to be here as well. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you for asking. It's been a really wonderful day so far. The weather is nice. Everything looks happy today. A great start. So your journey started with Google Developers Group Udaipur in India. And currently you are leading Google Developers Group San Francisco, Women Technicers San Francisco and other communities. How does it feel and how has that transition impacted your journey? Well, it's been a really wonderful six years so far. As you mentioned, I actually started my journey back in 2014 with GDG Udaipur. Um, it was around the same time. So it's been almost six, six, six and a half years now. Um, when I joined GDG community, I had no idea what I was getting into. The only thing I was told was, hey, there is a Google group. Do you want to be a part of that? And for me at that time, I was so naive. Like, I was like, oh, sure, it, it, it is something Google. I don't know what I'm getting into, but sure, I'll do whatever is needed. It will just help me get good credentials, add good things on my resume, because I was at that time, I was doing my bachelor's degree. And for me, what's more important was how to get admission for master's degree and then how to get a job. So I thought that will be a good addition to my resume. So I was like, yay, sure, let's do this thing. And then when I started with GDG community, I realized it's a lot. It's way different than what I was thinking. It isn't even what I was thinking. And that somehow impacted rest of my career. That made me know like, there are so many wonderful people in tech community. There is a lot in tech than what I was thinking. And coming from a background in which there's like no one in tech industry, being a part of GDG helped me know so many things for which I was unaware about for years. And then as soon as like I graduated, I had to leave GDG community. I moved to a different continent. I moved to United States for my master's degree. And then I was like, okay, now I need to focus on my master's degree. I cannot be a part of GDG community at that time. So I had to take a break from GDG for almost two years. And then when, like, due to some circumstances, everything in my life started going downhill while I was working and I needed a big distraction. And the best thing that I could think of was GDG community because I remember how happy I was when I was a part of GDG Udaipur. So I reached out to the local community back in Salt Lake City where I was living and working there. And then I asked them like, hey, I was a GDG organizer back then. I would love to join GDG community back again. And then when I joined the community again back in 2018, I would say, I 
things started going completely fine after that because I was keeping myself busy as well as I was learning a lot more. Then when I moved places again last year, I was like, this is something that was on top of my list. This is something that I want to continue with. So when I moved to San Francisco last year, the communities here, GVG Cloud San Francisco, I joined that community first. And then after four months, I joined GDG San Francisco and I have been with them ever since. It's been a really amazing journey so far. You know that you have an amazing experience with public speaking, both technical and non-technical fields. And you have spoken at prestigious conferences like GDG Global Lead Summit, GDG North America Academy. Recently you spoke in PHP UK and multiple efforts, focusing on accessibility and internationalizations. So how did you study and what inspired you to be the part of these global conferences? Initially, like because I've been with GDG for so long, um, when I moved to Salt Lake City, I was seeing like how people are speaking. I was mainly influenced by GDEs, to be honest. The Google developer experts have been like, wow with GDEs for so long. So I was like trying to see and notice how they are doing public speaking, what they are doing. And that somehow made me feel like, oh, maybe I can try this thing. Um, I don't have to do this forever, but I can at least try and see how I can do public speaking or if I can do public speaking. So last year uh, in 2019, in 2019, one of my goal was to speak at one conference or a meetup. And that actually turned out in the end, it was like I spoke at 20 plus meetups and conferences. One of the GDG Denver organizer was looking for a women in tech speaker. And I was like, sure, like Denver was super close to Salt Lake City. I can go and I can maybe give a talk there. And then things worked out fine. And then I went there and I spoke. And then I realized like, this is something I really love doing. And I would like see, I would want to continue this more. Um, that's how I got started with communities, with public speaking. And after giving that talk, I decided that I'm going to do it more. And then I started looking for different meetups, different conferences and started applying to see like if I can speak or not. The best journey for me was like last year in September and October, I spoke at five Tefest across the North America. Those five Tefest were really like a turning point of my career. And with that, I started applying for like bigger conferences internationally. And that's how I got into London uh, PHP UK conference where I recently gave a talk there. So considering a huge number of conferences across the globe, there are a lot of conferences which focus on a particular technical or non-tech domain and then which include various domains unlike just one. So what are some of the domains or topics that you believe that deserve to be included more in conferences? I might be partial with this thing because this is something that's super close to my heart. I have been a vocal advocate for accessibility over the last year and this is something that should be included in every single thing. If in tech community, we have to progress, we need to make sure that there are good tech, tech communities, we support the organizers, we support the conferences because that has been a turning point in my life. And I believe like that can help a lot more people and that has a huge impact. That's much needed, I think. A lot of people struggle with accessibility, not just in tech, but out in the world. So yeah, I really appreciate that. 
Moving forward, though, cracking the nerve to speak at global conferences, there are important cue points like getting speaker submissions accepted, preparing the right content for the audience, rehearsing for the conference, and so many things. So what are the learnings and what are the unforgettable moments that you'd like to share? One of my thing is like, never be afraid to speak. If you think you know a specific topic, you don't, you don't really have to be an expert on any topic. This is like one of the common misunderstandings that I'm, I've seen in many people. And even I had that before I started public speaking. I used to think like, oh, I don't know this technology. I don't know if I should speak or not. What if someone else knows more about that? It's okay. It's okay about that thing. You don't have to worry about that. In, in the audience of 80 people, there will be 60 people who don't know about anything you're talking about. And that's okay. And you are speaking for those 60 people. This is something you need to keep in mind. If you feel like you need to get into public speaking, don't be afraid, just know a specific technology you are very enthusiastic about. Oh yes, I, like for me, I love accessibility and I don't care what in accessibility I'm going to talk about. I love accessibility and I'm going to share what I know. And just looking at that, I started applying for conferences with just like, okay, I just want to talk about accessibility in general. The conference organizers, they look at how enthusiastic your submission was, how much relevant it is for the conference. So make sure like when you're writing abstract, your abstract, your title is somewhat relevant to the conference and it's somewhat relevant to what the organizers are looking for. Because when you're submitting call for papers on Sessionize, on papercall.io or even on Meetup, they have specifications regarding like what kind of technology they are looking for. So make sure your submission is related to that. That will help you get like that will help with your selection for the conference. Don't be like, oh, this, this meetup is small, so I don't want to speak there. Oh, this meetup is local, so I don't want to go there. I just want to go for big conferences. That's not how things work. If you love communities, you need to show it in every way. You need to speak at smaller meetups. You should speak at bigger conferences. It just size doesn't matter in that way. It will help you build your portfolio, especially if you are a new speaker in the field. So don't, don't think about the size of the audience as well. This is something like I personally like went into depression with one of the talks I gave had like five people in the audience. And I felt so bad about that because when I was speaking there, I just saw like, oh my God, there are only five people in the audience and I didn't give my best. I didn't because I freaked out because of looking at the number of people. That was my mistake. This is one of the biggest learning. Never be afraid about that. Even if it is just one person, be confident and deliver what you were supposed to deliver. Doesn't matter one person or hundred person or like thousand people are there in the audience. Doesn't matter. Just, just do the best you can. Other than that, things that I have learned is when someone asks you a questions after the, like at the end of the talk, and if you don't know, it's okay to say like, oh, hey, I don't know about this thing. I can look into this more. And trust me, like someone from the audience will answer for you. Don't feel bad about that if you don't know something which someone asked. So these are some of the things that I learned in my speaking journey. And I really wish like if I had any idea, but those are like some good learnings for me. When you're giving a talk, sometimes if it's not like a specific conference, like when I'm at a conference about general web development, 
it's better to keep your topics it's better to keep your talks at 101 level that means like the basic in uh, the beginner level please don't go too advanced with your topics because the general audience might not even know what the basics are so always try to have your talk for the beginners level a lot of conference these days allow different level of submissions where they have parallel slots and and uh, i personally encourage that because that gives a lot of flexibility and feasibility to the audience themselves to choose where they want to go and that's a very small thing but really amazing thing i believe talking about some adventures what are some of the challenges that you have faced while starting your career we see that a lot of influence have been there and you learned a lot i guess for me like when i was transitioning from my masters degree to a work life like working life the biggest challenge was like i had no idea how to even get a job because at that time i was like in the entire time i was doing my masters degree i was focusing on my grades like no because it's a four point um, like in us we have four pointer scale so my focus was always like oh i need to get four pointers i cannot live with 3.9 and even during my bachelor's degree that was my focus like oh i need to get 10 out of 10 i cannot live with 9.99 so because my focus was entirely on my studies i didn't even realize like the next thing that i should be looking forward to is like getting a job and how to get a job i had no idea it's only like i did some google research and like oh that's how you prepare for interview so i can't feel like these are some things that i should have taken care of while i was studying and not just focus only on grades because to be honest like now when i'm like changing my jobs or now when i like talk to people no one asked me how much i scored on my masters degree no one asked me how much i scored for my bachelor's degree or gre or any of the exams that i gave they only cared about what extra projects i did what work i have done anywhere so this is this is like one of my biggest learning and because for me like my family background no one is in tech none of my cousins are in tech field in terms of family influence i had no one to tell me like oh this is how you prepare for a job or this is what like a job scenario looks like or how a work life looks like so i somehow got the job and i was very lucky about that to get a good manager and then when i started working i had like no idea what i was working on for like first three months because i didn't even know like the the programming languages they were using the the softwares they were using and it took me solid like 2 to 3 months to learn every single thing about the working culture and how to handle work life balance i still i'm still not very good at handling work life balance i'm still trying to uh, learn those things but there are like these things initially when i moved it was like really difficult because at that time i still had no influence in my life um but as soon as i like started working i found few good mentors there was a person in my team uh, who was a senior software engineer he he like taught me a lot i used to like see him like how he's doing things how he's planning for projects how he's deciding how he's taking decisions about a project or a software just looking at him i learned more than i could ever learn in my masters degree or even in bachelor's degree and like because of him i would say and because of like my manager my supporting like supporting work culture 
I was even promoted to a senior software engineer in just two and a half years, which I never thought I would be able to. So all these things really influenced me. What would be the biggest challenge for the next generation women? And uh, how can they be empowered, including communities, as one of the ways? I think the best way would be to be vocal. If you are seeing something is not good, just be open about it. There will be many consequences. Like as a woman, I feel like if I'm saying something that will create more controversy than a guy saying the same thing. So, and it's going to happen eventually, but you need to speak up and be vocal about things that are not going good. Because if it's not you, the other person will also face the same challenges that you are facing. So let's just help make sure that the next person is safe and next person doesn't face the same challenges. Um, this is like one of the things that I would really say, like just be vocal about things. Great, that's much needed. Yeah, and never, never think like, oh, because you are a woman, you should not do this thing. Or, oh, because like this company has like, no, like this company doesn't support women thing. You shouldn't do this thing. You can be the change. I was initially like when I was looking for the job, I was told that, oh, we don't sponsor H1B visas. And I eventually got a job there. So it doesn't matter. Like if it, it just doesn't matter if someone's saying, oh, we don't have these things. They can change if they like you. You're technically strong with a lot of frameworks, platforms, programming languages, and so on. How did you develop your learning skills and how do you unlearn something? Keep improving yourself. Sure, um, that's a very good question because for me personally, like one of my goals from last four or five years, ever since I even started working or started doing my master's degree, one of my goals has been to learn one new technology every year in the end obviously like i'm learning more than one technology but the goal is to have at least learn at least one new technology every year and because of that i have had the opportunities to learn many different frameworks for front end i i did angular i have done Vue, and now i'm doing react similarly for the back end i did i initially started with java and then i moved on to go and now i'm doing php which I never thought I will ever do PHP. Like I love to learn new things and as a like and just for that I just like find out new technology which is going on. Like recently I'm like oh GraphQL is really good and something that I want to learn. And so I've been like looking for resources about that online. There are many resources like freecodecamp, egghead.io, um front end masters if you're uh, if you're looking for front end courses then there are like so many YouTube videos out by people. I look into all of them uh, whenever possible. My best way of learning is just reading through the documentation, but some people might prefer like um, video concept or things like that. Um, other than that, the thing why I'm doing this is because I particularly feel like if I need to make my job interesting, if I need to survive in the tech world, I need to, I need to be aware of all the recent things happening. I don't need to know all the all the tech stuff, but I just want to be aware of like what what are the terminologies, what's just the basics, just the basics of these programming languages, just the basics of these technologies that's going on that's happening around, and that are being used by people. So this is my motto. Like I need to make and trust me. Like I cannot live a boring life. Like I cannot live a monotonous nine to five job life in order to survive. 
so that has been my mantra like after i'm done with my 9 to 5 i'll just usually pick up something as hobby learn some new technology or just anything new so this this is why like i've been like learning many new languages and just like be aware of everything like i i never even used gcp um or to be honest like i use the gcp google cloud platform stuff barely like for 30 minutes in in an entire week and i'm still like trying to learn more about gcp because i feel like that is that is something like a really good technology and i should be aware of if not if it's fine if i don't have to work on that but at least i know those things so that when i'm like talking with other friends and like we are we are in the community um like in the gdg cloud as a community when everyone is talking about google cloud and initially for the first few days i was like oh my god i have no idea what these people are even talking about which is why i was like okay i need to learn these things to be make sure like okay now i know and i can also talk about that luckily for me the place where i work cuz let we also have one of our values is teach yourself something new so which particularly which resonates with me and my personal goal of learning something new so that my workplace has also been like very helpful with those things okay yeah so people want for a lot of good positions good organizations which is really appreciated and everyone has inspirations but majority of people what they don't realize is they still get stuck between their work life balance or majority of the time they get in the burnout zone and they don't even realize what measures do you think they should take or how to handle that good question even this is something that i face every day i feel like if i'm working constantly for two days alone i feel like oh god now i'm burning out and the thing is because we don't take breaks as much as we should if if your code is not working if something is not fine just take a break take a small walk go somewhere for 5 minutes come back and trust me things will start working right then and there just realize like when you feel like oh it's not working and you are like already spent hours on it you don't even need to go to that extent just take a break and things will be fine right after that and also like realize if the entire culture is creating like is realize that the entire culture is if it is a part of the burn down experience because like when i was in my last job i didn't realize when i was burned down i was just like keeping like pushing it forward for days and days and things were not fine and then i was like oh i just hate my job no you don't hate your job you hate yourself because you didn't realize when you burned out and you just continued going with it you just kept going with things you thought like everything is fine it's just it's just you it's not something else um don't be like me just realize like when you feel like something is not going fine either speak up or realize like okay this might be a time when you are burning out and just just take a break and think like what could what could be improved how you, how could you improve your job is 9 to 5 and that's okay like sometimes you might have to work more but make sure that that's not a regular thing it's you're getting paid for 8 hours for the day you are working so don't go like oh no i'm working like 12 hours every single day sometimes you might have to do that like i can, and i can totally understand like sometimes it's okay especially like when oh feature launches are happening product is going out 
that time I can understand like there's a total pressure, but also know like right after that's done, just take a break for more. Just take a break after that. I agree with you, Ria. Along with that, I want to ask one last question that is based on the current scenario that is happening all over the globe. People are working from home and this sudden change people used to work from home that that was one of the remote culture so sudden change how it's affecting the working culture of the global scenario or how people are taking it i think this is the best time when companies will realize or i think i really hope they realize like remote work is possible and it's not that bad as they thought it could be things are still going on engineers are still coding product is still going out even more than ever for some people working from home increased their productivity whereas for other people they felt like oh they are like kind of feeling like oh it's just too much and they can't work because they have kids and things but remember like this is not an everyday situation like for some people with families at home this is a different situation whereas like if they are every day working from home this is not normal this is different so i think this is a good chance for good time for companies to evaluate if work from home is possible and if it is then they should at least be supportive of people who who really wants to like work remotely even for me like i know many people who love this idea of working from home and they have been like looking for such opportunity from a long time like just try for a few days if they can work from home and if things goes well then maybe go with working from home for forever so i think like this this is a good time for testing testing for everyone for companies to realize if it is feasible and yes it works and for people to figure out if they can work or not if you had to be unconventional and share a few words from your life experience what would they be because i feel like everyone is living an unconventional life everyone's like trying to step out of boundaries trying to cross the limits even if there are none right and i think in this in this world i always feel like you should just be kind to yourself and just be kind to everyone because there's a there's a lot going on in the world and you can make a difference if you are just kind to someone you're making a difference in someone else's life you're just living your you're just like leading your life in an unconventional way because not everyone is doing the same just be an example and be kind valuable message that you want to share with our audience so something that i have realized very late in my life and something which i like usually read in books but i never thought like oh this will this can also like apply to me this is something like like even ellen dejender says like be nice to everyone be kind to everyone because somehow i feel and i want to echo the same thing like just just be nice in this world when every not like when things are not going well and not just because of current situation but every day is a challenge for people you never know what other person is going through in his or her life so if you if you can just be kind to someone it will make a lot of difference in their life this is coming from my personal experience when i felt like now when i feel like things were very different when i was a kid and i feel like if just maybe if just one person would have been nice to me when i was a kid things might have been different i don't have regret for that but i just feel like 
you don't have to make fun of people you don't have to bully people you just just be nice to them tell your kids that in school they should be nice to other people at your workplace be nice to your colleagues be nice to your managers or like supervisors or people who you are leading it will make a lot of difference in their life so actually like this is something that i'm seeing these days and which have kind of like like affected me as an organizer and now i'm like evaluating if i want to be if i want to be a community organizer or not the reason is okay like when the situations were good when there was no coronavirus thing and like when conferences and events were happening regularly and at at the same time when things go well we all appreciate it right we all are like oh wow this conference was so great i learned a lot about i learned a lot from it i got the off i got like i got to network with people i met some amazing speakers or like even as an speak even as a speaker i'd be like oh my god the audience was so nice um and as an organizer i'd be like wow this was this event was a great success but in this situation like when when we should be avoiding social gatherings when we should be doing social distance distancing and because of that now when the uh, now when the conferences are getting cancelled or moving virtual i think we all should be nice to each other and we all should support each other because no one planned this thing no one was like oh no we don't want to have like a conference so we'll just cancel it off no one is earning anything from it everyone is at loss in terms of financial in terms of emotional loss just it's not a good time for everyone so now when conferences are getting cancelled just be kind to the organizers and similarly or like just give organizers the benefit of doubt that yes i know like even if i paid money for the conference organizers are trying their best to have the to not impact the conference like to provide the same value as you would get when you will attend in person so this is something that i want to highlight like just it, and it is not just for now it in for future as well like just be supportive if things goes well you you always support that so why not support them now when they need it the most with this here's the end of our another amazing episode with ms riya dashoria we are really thankful we we really look forward that you'll keep inspiring people and you'll keep helping people with your efforts your public speaking yeah events knowledge sharing and so on 